Edition 5. Does your brain release the psychedelic DMT when you die? Welcome to Hippie Critical. Manifestation. Raves and transformational festivals. Sound healing. Tantra is about being embodied. To go completely barefoot. Someone that tries every single sort of hippie practice. Very subjective experiences. Skepticism is totally healthy. From the counterculture to the common culture. Welcome to your weekly dose of weird, where I share new age trends and dig up gems from the counterculture. This is the audio podcast format of the newsletter that's sent out every week, and you can find that at hippiecritical.org or hippiecritical.org slash newsletter. Scientist Rick Strassman posited that the brain releases the psychedelic molecule DMT during death and birth. It provokes mystical encounters on the border between life and death. His book, DMT, The Spirit Molecule, and the documentary of the same name, really went to popularize this idea. And gullible people like me didn't know that it was only a hypothesis from Rick Strassman. It's a really comforting thought, though. That there's something to seeing bright lights at the end of the tunnel and some sort of ascension to the afterlife. It would make the experience of dying, honestly for me, a lot less frightening and even maybe fun. You know, go out with a bang and with an adventure, a psychedelic adventure. It turns out that we're only at the very early stages of understanding DMT's effect on the brain. I found a great roundup of the developing research around DMT. A study in 2019 showed that the rat brain is capable of synthesizing and releasing DMT, and raised the possibility that this phenomenon may occur similarly in human brains. So, that's just saying, hey, we think because rat brains can synthesize and release DMT, the brain in humans might be able to do this too. So we're at that stage. A 2018 research paper. Claim that DMT simulates the near-death experience, wherein people report the sensation of transcending their bodies and entering another realm. That's just about the DMT experience, not necessarily that our brain gets flooded with DMT during death. So, very early stages. All of this was a good reminder to myself to not jump to conclusions as exciting as they might be. The third eye. Tap into your third eye, where your intuition lies. I often hear phrases uttered like this, and I heard it at a Kundalini yoga event, and have been hearing constant references to the third eye in the spiritual community. If it existed, I think the third eye would rest somewhere between my two eyes. That's or you know somewhere on my forehead. That's how I always imagined it. I actually am not too far off. So the pineal gland—it's a real thing. The pineal gland is located at the center of the brain, and it was most famously popularized by the philosopher Descartes. I think I'm saying that name right, Descartes or Descartes, as the principal seat of the soul, the pineal gland, and it's where all thoughts are formed. It was long thought the pineal gland was the third eye, but is it really? On one hand, it's mostly a gland that produces melatonin and regulates sleep, and you know it might have some trippy aspects to it because it manages those functions in the body. But it also responds to light, 
So curiously enough, and this blew my mind, there are animals that have third eyes. They they have visible third eyes that act as photoreceptors, and these are called parietal eyes. So really fascinating. There's a type of lizard that on the top of its head, there's this eye right there, and it receives light. If you're curious about what the spiritual community thinks about activating the third eye, activating the pineal gland to access higher consciousness, there is a guide. It's by scottjeffrey.com. If you type in Scott Jeffrey pineal gland activation, it's actually very、uh, well written and walks through a lot of these pineal gland activation techniques. And out of all the ones that I read, the only one that seems safe enough for me to consider doing is meditation. You know, certain types of meditation can perhaps induce this activation and stimulation of the pineal gland, and maybe give you some psychedelic experiences. Alternative shutdown of news sources. Apparently, Facebook has been deleting alternative health pages as some part of a bigger crackdown on fake news, and those accounts that are affected have millions of followers. Like there was this one page called "Natural Cures, Not Medicine," and another one called "Collectively Conscious." They just got closed down without warning, and I think that the way that Facebook does this and runs like a nation state is quite concerning. Just like pulling the plug on a community of millions without any warning—that's just bad practice. Like, hey, at least give them a warning, tell them ahead of time, maybe like an avenue to fix it. It's like terrible user experience, honestly. Like I wouldn't feel that conflicted if these alternative health sites were just like super malicious and like having people do things that are gonna put them in health risks. Maybe there's some, but I dug up content from these、uh, pages which have tried to reboot on Facebook. So they've been rebooted and rebranded, and they're much smaller because they were killed off, and now there's only like hundreds and maybe thousands instead of like millions of followers. And most of what they're sharing seem pretty innocuous. They're like sharing good news and sharing like. Hey, you know the Amazon be- is being destroyed. We should like not do that. So it seems pretty innocuous for me to be like lopped into the whole realm of fake news and just like shut down like that. As someone who plans on reporting about alternative health trends, even as a New Age skeptic, I'm worried about being caught in future crossfires if、uh, Facebook does more crackdowns because I'm going to be associated with this keyword New Age and alternative health. So even though I'm looking into it. As a open-minded skeptic, I'm afraid. So that's the importance of doing a podcast like this <laughs> and、uh, having an email newsletter, which you should sign up for. And、um, I do find this to be a little bit hypocritical, which is, you know, Instagram influencers. By the way, Instagram is owned and run by Facebook, same company. These influencers are able to hawk wellness products like nobody's business. You know, like all these health claims about skinny tea and detox tea and what it could do for you. Like they could just openly do that and like make money. And a lot of these other alternative health pages are just being shut down. I guess a tiny bright spot in this is that Facebook groups are different. Groups can be associated with some sort of society and maybe even religion. And so there are some of these、uh, groups still existing. I believe Natural Cures Not Medicine is one of them that has like millions of people in the group. Maybe hundreds of thousands. Anyway, it's a big figure, so it seems like groups and pages are treated differently. Electromagnetic, <laughs> I can't say this. Electromagnetic fields, EMF radiation. How much should we worry about it? 
I once met someone who was very concerned and wanted to move from the place that she was living because there was a 5G tower very close to her. From her concern, it was like, you know, 5G, it's these like waves that are going to affect my health and might cause cancer. So, you know, I started looking into EMF and cell phone radiation. I once bought these like gold stickers that I hope would boost my cell phone reception. You know, I would like put it at the back of my Samsung Galaxy S3, remove the battery and stick that gold plated sticker there. Spoiler, didn't work, didn't do nothing. Well, a sticker of another flavor has risen. And now even Amazon sells these Shungite stickers, purporting that the mineraloid, mineraloid Shungite <laughs> prevents electromagnetic field radiation. So I don't know, is Shungite shite? An entire cottage industry has sprouted around EMF protection, bringing us EMF crystals, expensive-ass EMF bracelets, and yes, even EMF beanies. Every type of attire. There's an EMF version of it, apparently. Current science shows that most EMF radiation that we get is low-level and non-ionizing, meaning that there's not much to worry about. But if you really want to get paranoid, there are uh, bloggers out there who are claiming that people are hiding information about EMF, that telecom companies are lobbying to keep this type of news in the dark. Don't know what to think of it, but that is a valid direction to explore. I'm not saying that's the truth, but that's cause for some concern, right? We don't know everything yet. I think the most fair way to go about this is if you want to take matters into your own hand, uh, you could buy EMF meters, and these are actually much cheaper than those like EMF attire I was talking about. These EMF meters are like 20, 30 bucks on Amazon. You could buy one, you could measure your home. I think for most people, there's no harm in taking certain precautions and there are like EMF protection guides out there. I don't think you should ever pay for one of these. It should just be public information. You can find these in blogs. But like on a real basic level, they say like you, you should just turn off electronics when you can and uh, not sleep next to your phone. So, you know, I found that this has indirectly been better for my sleep. I just charge my phone and leave my phone in the bathroom uh, prior to sleep. So, you know, before it was just literally like next to me in bed or like very close to bed. There's a, a little bit of separation with electronics, especially around bedtime. I think it's healthy. So, you know, at least that. There's this great podcast called Science Versus by Gimlet Media, and they covered this in an episode. And it turns out that 5G is probably less dangerous than the existing 4G, 3G, and even AM, FM waves that are common throughout. And it's because these 5G waves can't travel as far and they could barely penetrate objects. They have a hard time going through walls and objects, and for that same reason, a lot less dangerous, according to some scientists. So there you have it. That's my take on EMF for now. And in this week's Random Corner, my favorite meditation. I've been meditating for a while and using Headspace since 2015. Damn, it's five years. It's a long digital relationship. And while I love the consistency of Andy Pudicombs, that's the meditator, the founder's name, while I love his voice and his meditations on Headspace, I also love the diversity of spiritual teachers and meditations on this other app called Insight Timer. And it was on Insight Timer that I discovered Sarah Blondin. So she used to have this podcast, is no longer like actively run, called Live Awake. And on the Live Awake podcast, it's these like amazing guided meditations that are poetic, musical, there's like just wonderful uh, sound production, 
you know, she, she just has uh, such an amazing voice and it's just lovely to listen to. I enjoy them so much, I set two of her meditations as alarm sounds. So the first one is honoring life's rhythms and cycles for wind down that I like, and another one called honoring life for waking up. And I'm just a huge fan. I love her meditations. And they're just also free on SoundCloud. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of The Hypocritical. If you want to get your weekly dose of weird, sign up on hypocritical.org slash newsletter. It's where I share new trends and dig up gems from the spiritual realm, mystical practices, and beyond. You can sign up for the newsletter there or check back on this podcast that you're listening to for weekly audio editions. Please share it with everyone. Share it with your cult family and members, with your twin flames, your star-crossed ex-lovers. If you got value out of fun roundups like this, then I think your community would love it too. So share it with them. That's the highest honor you could pay me. And if you dig what I'm doing, please rate my podcast five stars on iTunes and everywhere where you listen to. It actually goes a long way of helping my podcast get discovered. So it's not just some fringe mystical little podcast just like floating out there and you know not getting discovered if you'd like more people to discover this giving it a review and a and some comments and sharing with your friends that's the most powerful thing you, you could do to help me out more than money not gonna ask you for money and uh not gonna sell you jade eggs so <laughs> i'll give you that thank you for your support and keep listening <laughs>